So again, this is an amazing moment to have you, uh, viewers across the world. And this is a moment where we are once again having this wonderful program on this diplomatic occasion. You see, it's, it's another thing to, to, uh, to have a moment where you pray and it's another thing to have a moment where you pray together. So tonight, we would like to pray together. And um, I'll be sharing something that is very, very important. And this is to do with the prayer. I want us just to go into the Bible, Jeremiah 33, um, in verse 3. The Bible says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And this is what we'll be sharing, calling unto the Lord, and he's going to show us great and mighty things. He says, which you don't know. Great and mighty things which you don't know. And this will be sharing tonight. So um, in, in, in this, we'll be looking at um, what are these things that uh, we can um, uh, share and look at. Who is supposed to pray? So the Bible here says, go unto me and I will answer thee. And I will show thee great and mighty things. My, my whole point here tonight is on, on great and mighty things. Great and mighty things. So, you know, I'm just trying to look around, you know, your life. And I want you to check and have a, a close analysis around your life to say, how is my life? Are the things happening around me great? Are they mighty? This was the whole point I wanted to share with you tonight. Are they great things? Are they mighty things? Because God says if you call unto him, he will answer, him, he will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you don't know. So there are things you don't know that you must see. There are things that you don't even know yourself. You know, when I look at you, I see, you know, there are some levels you're supposed to reach which you don't even know. So there is uh, this picture in your mind that you keep on seeing yourself like, I want to be this, I want to be that, I want to... But in fact... In the real sense, in the spirit realm, there is a level which you don't even know, which God wants you to reach. That's what the Bible says, what your eye have not seen, what your ears never heard, what your mind never conceived, is what he has prepared for those, for those who are his children, for those who love him. So, if you love God, I want to share with you that there are things, there are great things and there are mighty things which you don't know. And I want those things to be revealed unto your life tonight so first of all we'll be looking at um who is supposed first of all to pray and i will tell you why that person is supposed to pray who is supposed to pray and why is supposed to pray and the first and the foremost um uh, 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 point that we want to look at it is the family the family is supposed to pray is supposed to have a moment of prayer i know sometimes as a family you have no time together to pray but there is power when the family comes together. You and your husband or your husband and you, you, even if it's your kids, even if it's your, 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 your extended family, when you say, let's pray together. There is a certain power which is in that, which and I will be looking together uh, the book of Psalms 22. Uh, we'll be looking at Psalm 22, verse 27. Now there is, you know, power, you know, so much power, very much power in in, in prayer as a family. So it's very, very important as a family to say, let's pray together. And I, I know you may not know this, but I want you to understand one thing as a family. When the devil attacks the family, you are finished. The same way, 
When God uses the family, the devil is finished. All plans of the enemy are confused. Now let's read for, uh, uh, from verse 20, uh, 27. All right, let's just check the verse 27. Are you going to read it for me? Psalms 22, verse number 27. The Bible says, And the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. Now the Bible says, All oh, families shall bow, families shall worship him, families shall pray, families shall turn unto him. And that's the most important thing that I want us to share and to look at. So the first group of people that we must look at tonight and it's, it's a family. So if you're watching me now, you have a family. I know you may have issues with your wife or your husband, but I want you as a family, whether it's your, 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 your fiancé, please, it's very important that you should have time together and pray together. Whether it's on the phone, whether it's, you're going to hold your hands, it's important that you pray together. I have got so many people that I actually know and I respect so much and I value so much. But the person I value so much are those people who say, can we pray together? There are so many people out there who, you know, I know them and they know me. But you see, the, 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 the level of prayer is not in them, you know. And it's more important that, you see, you should, you should be very prayerful and, and be very mindful in prayer. It's just very important. There's no any substitution uh, on that, you see. It's very important that it should be a personal prayer and you pray. Whosoever you have, whether it's uh, your, your, your man of God, whether it's your, your, your family members, whether it's, you see, have prayer partners. Don't take the journey alone. It's very important that you, the people around you or the people you know, you make them prayer partners. Not just friends, not just the people you know, but prayer partners. So I'm encouraging you. That if you know people, whether you know a pastor, whether you know somebody you know, whether it's, it's, you see, make them your prayer partners. You see, when you go through stuff, just say, let's pray together. There is so much power, you know. There's so much power in that. There's just, just so much power. And um, I would like to, to show you, um, um, uh, I, I wrote uh, one of the notes here that I want just to share with you again. Um, now, when you check in, in, um, um, in the Bible, from the book of Matthew 18, verse 19. The Bible says, Again I say unto you, mm -hmm. that if two of you shall agree on earth as if touching... If two of you... If two of you... If two of you uh -huh, shall agree, shall on, agree earth on earth as touching... As touching... Anything... Anything... That they shall speak, uh -huh. it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. It says, if... Two shall agree, two shall agree on anything, on any, not some certain things, but on anything. You're lacking that right now. I know you have been praying for a long time, but you really lack a prayer partner. This is why I normally come here to pray with you, you know, because I want, I want to be your prayer partner. I want to pray with you. I want you to, to hold hands with me tonight. And we want to pray together because the Bible says if two or three of you shall agree on anything, anything, he said it shall be done by your Father which is in heaven. So you must understand it's more than just to say, oh, we pray, or oh, I prayed. No, but there must be an agreement. You see, to find a better Greek word in that, it must be a koinonia, a koinonia, an agreement, a spiritual agreement. 
a, a, an intimate spiritual fellowship that happens. We are praying in agreement tonight that this problem in our family is we. Then you mentioned your, your son. For example, I, I, I am Bushiri. And then I go like, we as Bushiris, we agree, we stand in agreement that this spirit will never be in our family, neither in our children, neither in our descendants. That prayer is very powerful than just a prayer where I stand and say, Father, I pray that you deliver our family. No, there is power in agreement. This is why there is amen. The word amen, it is not done by one person. The word amen, it must be, it's an agreement. So you can't use amen on your own. You see, an amen is when you say something and somebody agrees. Somebody becomes a testimony. This is why, you know, when you, you read your Bible, um, uh, go, go in the book, John 21, go verse, uh, verse 25, John 21. The Bible says, mm. and there are also many other things which Jesus did, mm -hmm. the which, if they should be written, everyone, I suppose that even the world, the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. Then it ends with the word Amen. Now, I'm going to explain to you what actually that means. Now, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 1, chapter 1, 20. verse number 20, King mm -hmm. James Version. The Bible says, For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him Amen. Unto the glory of God by us. All the promises of God are yes. And they are amen. Alright? Now let's finish with the Revelation 3 verse 14. And unto the angel of the church mm -hmm. of the Laodiceans mm -hmm. write, mm -hmm. These things saith the amen, the faithful and true witness. Now, wait, wait. It says, These things saith the who? The angel of the church of the Laodiceans. No, no, read again. It says, this thing says the who? The angel of the church of the Laodiceans. Uh -huh. Right. This thing saith the amen. All right. So it's not, it's not the angel there. It's the amen who's saying. All right. And now that's Jesus who's speaking. Now, I want you to understand that, 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 that verse very well. It says these words. So the angel is, is uh, declaring what the amen says now the word amen there is the another name of jesus so the other name of jesus is the amen and i want you to understand that so if if you say amen it actually on that verse means jesus now why is he the amen because he is the testimony he is the testimony a testimony is a witness or an agreement somebody who comes to agree now, when, when, when we say the amen, that's the word, an agreement. That's why when you pray and you say amen, it's more than just saying amen. You, you must understand that. You just mentioned Jesus, who is actually um, witnessing the agreement of two people or three people who are right there. So whenever you pray, you must understand that the family prayer. Who must pray? Family. It's very important as a family you must stand in agreement and pray. Don't underestimate that child because she's 10 years old, because she's 14 years old, or because of he uh, has got some kind of behavior that you don't understand. It doesn't matter. 
hold hands and pray and to see the power that is in the prayer of your family. You will see that devil getting out of that situation. You will see the devil getting out of your husband. You stand with your kids and say, let's pray for, 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 for your dad. You will see what's going to happen to your, to, to your husband. Stand with your kids and let's pray for your mom. You will see what's going to happen to that woman. You see change is going to happen. Stop hating one another and pointing fingers on one another. The biggest problem you have, family, pray as a family. It's really very important. It's really very important. I normally love praying with my family. Uh, last week I took my family was on the mountain and we were praying and we were agreeing things to, and we were praying together. And that's how things are supposed to be done. You must develop a spirit of prayer as a family. You know, I, I normally do that. Let's just pray and we go and pray as a family. Not as me, not as her or, or as my kids, but as a family. It's very important to pray as a family. So I'd like, first of all, to share with you here this revelation that some of you may not understand it. As a family, call your mom. I know your mom is going through some difficult moments. Call your mom and say, Mom, I want to pray together with you. All right? And mom, when I finish prayer, I want you to say amen. And I want you, mom, to agree with the prayer I'm about to pray with you. All right, my daughter. All right, my son. Take the phone. Call your mom. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. We know there is no, 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 no help right now in our family. We are struggling as a family. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. We pray as a family. We pray that you, God, you intervene. You pray, you pray, you pray. Father, I got my brother who's not working. I got my sister who's not working. Father, we've got this sickness in the family. We pray together. As my mom is on the phone, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Your mom should say, Amen. There is power. The Bible says, One shall chase a thousand, and two shall chase ten thousand. What you can't chase alone can be chased away by the two of you. What about when you're three? What about when you're four? So, family is very important to understand the power that is in prayer. I understand, you know, and I know you pray, but as a family, pray as a family. You will not regret about what I'm trying to say to you. So first thing that I want to share with you is, as a family, pray. Now the Bible says, the promises of God are yes, and they are amen. Now, which, what does that mean? So when one says yes, one must agree. For the promises of God to be done, according to the book of Corinthians, it says the promises of God are yes and are amen. Now, if you say yes to those promises, Somebody must agree to what you are believing, to what you are saying, and he must say amen. So, you know when you're born in a, in a, a Chechenite type of arrangement, uh, where you, you, you just grew up and, and you got used of the word amen, the word hallelujah, you use these things anywhere, like hallelujah, you don't even know the meaning of that. But there is power. You see, there's so much power. In the word amen, there's so much power in it. So, don't underestimate the power of it. The word amen, the word amen can chase things out of your family. It's a word of agreement. Don't just say amen. Say amen as you agree. All right? So it's very, very important for us to have that. Secondly, who's supposed to pray? Well, we have dealt with the family. And secondly, who's supposed to pray? And we found out the second person who is supposed to pray is a person who is in battle. Now let's go to First Chronicles five, verse twenty. First Chronicles chapter number five. Yeah, verse twenty. Verse number twenty. Mm. 
the Bible says, mm -hmm. and they were held against them. Mm. And the Hagarites were delivered into the hand, into mm. their hand. Mm -hmm. And all that were with them, for mm. they cried to God mm. in the battle. Mm -hmm. And he was entreated of them because they put first trust in him. I like that verse. Uh-huh, continue. Verse 21 says, And they took away their cattle of their camels 50,000, mm. and of 250,000 sheep, mm. and of donkeys 2,000, and of men 100,000. Mm. Verse 22, For they fell down many slain. Now, go, because, go back to the verse. Go back to the verse. Verse 21. Yeah, go back to, yeah, to verse 20. Verse 20 says, and they were held against them. So there was a war. And when they were in this battle, they were losing the battle. Now see what happened when they were losing the war. See what happened. They're in battle and they're losing it. So, so what happened? And the, the Bible continues says, And the Hagarites were delivered into their hand. Mm. And all that were with them, for they cried to God in battle. And they he cried was, to God in battle. Uh -huh. And he was entreated of them mm -hmm. because they put their trust in him. Did you hear that? That's a simple statement. It says they, they had put their trust in him. They cried to God in battle. I don't know what battle you are facing right now. But I just don't know where you are crying to and who you are crying to. I just don't know if you are crying to God in that battle. Most people, they really feel God and anointing when they're not in battle. When things are moving well, you see, they, they feel like, wow, things are moving now. You see, they feel like, you see, things are moving well, and they become so happy about it. And, but the mistake, which is the worst mistake, which people do when the battle comes, they cry to themselves. The Bamba says when they were in this war, when they were in this battle, they cried unto God in battle and God was pleased because they cried unto him and what happened if you read the whole chapter and God came into the scene and fought for them and there was victory in the land there was victory in the land how and when you check this story we're dealing with Jabez here you see how, how was the, uh, 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 victorious because they had to cry to God and said God we need victory in this battle I don't know what type of battle you're facing. It could be marital battle. It could be financial battle. It could be any battle you're facing. I want to tell you this. Don't give up. Cry unto the Lord in the time of your battle. For he is going to entreat you. He's going to come into the scene. And because you cried unto him and, and you have put your trust in him. So the second group of people who are supposed to cry unto God or to pray are those in battle. So that's the second group, those in battle. If you are in battle, you are a right person to offer the prayer. God wants to hear your prayer. In that situation, in that battle, God is looking for you to cry unto him, to pray, and to not pray to God if you are in battle. And number three, um, who is supposed to cry unto the Lord? Let's go to the book of Esther 4, verse 16. All right, the book of Esther 4, verse 16. Who's supposed to cry unto God? Who's supposed to cry unto him? Esther 4, verse 16. The Read book of me. Esther, chapter number 4, mm. verse number 16, NIV. The Bible says, Go 
gather together all the Jews who are in Susa mm. and fast for me. Fast for me. Do not eat and drink for three days, mm. night or day. Mm. I and my maids will fast as you do. Mm. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. Mm. And if I perish, I perish. Mm. We'll go number three. And this is those who are in demand of favor. Those who are in the demand or in a demand of favor. You must understand that, you see, Esther, she and the people of Israel, they were under King Ahasuerus. And King Ahasuerus, with his administration, they mistreated the people of Israel. And they needed not just favor, they also needed deliverance to walk out of what they were passing through. And it was not easy to go to the king. There were some protocols you must, you must follow for you to reach out to the king. But guess what? She said, the only thing we have, we have no way to reach out to the king. The only way we have is fasting. She said, we're going to go into prayer and fasting. And when we do that, doors will open for us. Favor will come to us. And that's exactly what happened. After the fasting, things began to happen. Esther got even married by the same king. She couldn't even reach. So fasting or prayer can lead you to obtain some certain favor, which you could not obtain in the, in the natural world. So you may be looking for marriage. You may be looking for, for a job. And your qualifications don't qualify the position you want. You may actually be looking for a business. But your capital doesn't qualify to the investment you want to do. So what do you need here? Number three, those who must pray are those who are in a need of a particular favor. If you need that favor tonight, that prophet, I really need this to happen. But I've got completely no access how I can reach there. Esther had no access to reach out to the king. She had no access. She said, but what we have is prayer. What we have is fasting. If we do the fasting, access will be given. So if you're looking for business, if you're looking for, 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 for money to break through, you're looking for a child, you, look, you see, this is, and, and you need a certain favor to happen to you, then we, tonight, we can pray together, and things can happen, and a miracle can take place. So we go to number four, point number four. Who is supposed to pray? So we look, number one, as families are supposed to pray. Number two, those who are in battle. And number three, those who are in need of favor. And number four, um, those who want uh, God's intervention. I don't know what type of intervention could, it could be. In Psalm 65, verse 1 to 2, don't forget these points. Those are like a family, uh, number one, those who are supposed to pray as a family. Number two, those who are facing a particular battle. Number three, those who are in a need of a certain favor to happen and they have no access to it, but they just need a favor. All they're using is a favor. They have got no money, no any connection. They want the bank to come to their rescue or they want somebody to come. All you need now is prayer. Praise awaits you, O God, mm. in Zion, to Shariko you our vows yes. will be fulfilled. Mm. O yes. you who hear prayer, yeah. to you, O men, all you come. Oh, you who hear, hear prayer, prayer. Mm -hmm. to 
to you all men will come. Mm -hmm. Verse number three. To you who what? To you all who hear prayer. To you who hear prayer. prayer. Mm -hmm. Number three. Verse number three says, when we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Mm -hmm. Verse number four. Blessed are those who choose and bring near to live in your courts. Mm. We are filled with the good things of your house. I like number five. Verse number five says, You answer us with awesome deeds of righteousness. O God, our Savior, the hope of all ends of the earth mm. and of the, first, of the furthest seas. That's the most important point. Now, in, in, in verse two, just to repeat verse two. Verse two says, All you who hear prayer. All you who hear prayer. God, all you who hear prayer, right? Continue. And it says, to you all men will come. Mm. Verse uh, number three. Now go, go verse uh, somewhere to six. From verse number one. Yes. Hear, O Lord, mm. and answer me. Hear, O Lord, and answer me. For I am poor and needy. Now, so you find that, that those who need God's intervention, the poor, the needy. You see, in, in verse two of Psalm um, uh, uh, 65, speaks of men who are in a, in, in a certain situation, who needs God's intervention. In 86, from verse 1, speaks of those who are poor, those who are in need. It says what? It says those who are what? Can you just read for me? The Bible says, Hear, O Lord, Hear, O God, and answer me, mm. for I am poor, I am poor and needy. I'm needy. Continue. God, my life, for I am devoted to you. All right. You are my God. Yes. Save your servant who trust in you. Mm. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I call you all day long. Yeah. Bring joy to your servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. That's verse 4. You are forgiving and good, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call you. Mm. Hear my prayer, O mm. Lord. Mm. Listen to my cry for mercy. Mm. In the day of my trouble, in I will call to you. of my trouble. Those who are in need of intervention, I don't know what it is, but if you need an intervention tonight, and you say, prophet, let's pray together. I am not the healer. Jesus is the healer. I am not your deliverer. Jesus is your deliverer. Right where you are, you can have faith, and I can pray with you. And God, can answer your prayer at this point in time. And as I said, when two agree together, things can happen. As I said, I really love people who look at me and find a prayer pattern in me than those who just create, you see, just say, oh, I, I speak the prophet, I know the prophet. I love to have people who are prayer partners. And tonight, I want to stand in agreement with you. We want to pray for your family. We want to pray for your business. We want to pray for your marriage. We want to pray for your relationship. We want to pray for the healing in your family. We want to pray for the deliverance in your family. And if you believe and you're watching me now and you say, Prophet, let's pray together. At this point in time, I want to pray with you. And I just want you to, to believe in the prayer I'll be praying with you. When I say amen, I want you just to say amen, meaning you're agreeing with the prayer I'm praying with you. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray through your son Jesus. We have access to your holy mighty name. Father, we pray in agreement. I stand with this person watching me now. 
I stand with this family watching me now. Father, I pray that their family, you deliver them. The whole family, I speak deliverance. We pray in the name of Jesus that you bring deliverance. Let deliverance come to each and every person in the family. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray for healing. No sickness is allowed. I stand in agreement with the person watching me now, with the family watching me now. I stand in agreement with you. Let sickness never have dominion in the family. In the mighty name of Jesus, I stand in agreement with you. We pray together against every misunderstanding in your relationship, against every misunderstanding in your marriage, against every misunderstanding wherever you are in your life. We command that misunderstanding to live in Jesus' name. I stand in agreement with you at this point in time. We pray together. We believe God for great things and mighty things that doors shall open. In the name of Jesus, we stand in agreement that there will be no poverty in the family. We stand in agreement against every spirit of witchcraft. We frustrate it in the name of Jesus. We stand in agreement. Right now, we announce defeat of the enemy. We announce defeat of the enemy. Now, in the name of Jesus, we speak every power of the enemy to be frustrated. We frustrate it in agreement in the name of Jesus. We decree that this year you shall see your career. You shall see your future opening in the name of Jesus. We stand in agreement and we pray for the salvation of every family member and our families. We pray that they will never backslide. We pray for the lifting up. We pray in the name of Jesus. We stand in agreement that this disease is going to come out. That this sickness will come out in the name of Jesus. We stand in agreement. Offer your marital dream that if you are dreaming that you want to get married this year, let it happen. I stand in agreement with you and I pray with you right now. In the name of Jesus, healing right now. Deliverance right now. Financial breakthrough. Fruit of the womb. We pray together and we speak that spiritually you will never go down again. I stand in agreement with you against every spirit of backsliding. We command our spirit to live in Jesus' name. We speak and proclaim victory and liberty. We proclaim chains broken in the name of Jesus. We speak right now and we agree and we pray together in Jesus' name. Amen.